This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 623. And the quote of the day is, you're the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here, episode 622, and this is a little bit of a different episode, and I was looking back at some some past episodes, and I know that Daniel Glass was doing these favorite fives, and I never really talked, I mean, I've, I've talked about who some of my, my favorite drummers are, and never really detailed them out and and talked about them sort of in detail, so I thought it would be cool to kind of go through my top five and and talk about not only who they are, why they influence me and why I think that, that you should check them out as well. And just so we're clear, this isn't a top, the five best drummers of all time. And I'm not trying to make a list of like the top five or anything like that. This is more a list of the top five drummers that had the biggest impact on me, on my playing, on my development as a player. And so I don't want it to be, well, Ringo's better than this person. Or so. I don't want to, I don't want to go down that road. That's not what this is about. This is about just five drummers who really influenced my playing early on, uh, still do, but, but early on really opened up my eyes and my ears to a lot of different styles and just a lot of different techniques on the drums and things like that. So um, that's what this list is. So these are in no particular order either. So I was thinking about how I could do them and I just have a list. I have them written down right here. So I'm just going to go through the list. And number one being Steve Bowman. So Steve Bowman is someone who probably flies pretty under the radar, especially now, he is the original drummer for the Counting Crows. He played on August and Everything After, which is my favorite record of all time. And the thing that I really like about Steve's playing is that it seems like everything is perfectly placed. And when I mean perfectly placed, I don't mean like it's rigid or robotic. I mean that he does not overplay. He serves the song. There are these statements that he makes throughout the whole entire album that normally if he was playing a lot of notes wouldn't sound like much but he makes these big huge statements while playing very minimalistically and when I was in college I literally listened to this record every single night when I went to bed I would just put it on the CD player and for those of you who uh, remember using CD players uh, I would put it on the CD player and just hit play and just listen to it and and I always say that this album changed my life and it really did. It got me, the the album got me through a lot of, a lot of personal things, but also really made me think about how to play drums for a song, for an album, how you can create your own voice and, and really like make your own thing inside of an album. Like I felt like that was Steve's album while also being a Counting Crows record, if that makes any sense. So this is a quick snippet from Anna Begins from that album, and this is Steve Bowman on drums. A friend shows me it's all nothing I am not worried I am not overly concerned My friend implores me for one time only 
an exception I am not worried Wrap her up in a package of lies Send her off to a coconut island I am not worried I am not overly concerned With the status of my emotions All she says you're changing But we're always changing It does not bother me this isn't love Cause if you don't want to talk about it Then it isn't love And I guess I'm gonna have to live with that But I'm sure there's something in a shade of grey Or something in between And I can always change my name If that's what you mean A friend Alright, next up we are going to another Steve, Mr. Steve Jordan. And Steve Jordan, uh, the interesting thing about Steve Jordan, and I think I've told this story on the podcast before, that when I first saw Steve Jordan play drums, I saw a video of him play drums on his DVD, Where's the Groove? And I think it's called Where's the Groove? And I watched it and, no, it's called The Groove is Here, sorry. But I watched it and I was not impressed. I was like, eh, okay, I get it. He plays drums. I can play all of those drum beats. And I was young when I, when I first saw that, that DVD and, or VHS. And now looking back at it, I realize how incredibly foolish I was, how naive I was, how conceited I was to think that the stuff that he was playing, you know, wasn't, wasn't impressive, didn't groove, whatever. I never thought that it didn't groove, but I just was never, I just figured he was just playing drums like early on in my in my career early on in my playing I should say when someone's playing two and four and you know I'm like yeah I can do that I can do it exactly like they can they can but what I realized later on as we all do is that it's all about feel and dynamics and note placement and all those different things but Steve Jordan now is is to me you know he's mount rushmore he should be on mount rushmore just the way that he just the way that he plays and he has had a profound effect on my playing over the years not only checking out all the stuff you know from prior back with uh boss gags and all that kind of stuff but then also all the stuff that he did with the expensive winos and then with john mayer and all that and that's one of the clips that's here is a john mayer clip that is it's John Mayer, Herbie Hancock, Steve Jordan playing drums. And this is just like quintessential Steve Jordan groove. But one of my one of my favorite tracks just because I like I love John Mayer. I love Steve Jordan. Love Herbie Hancock. So it's a great tune. Check it out. It's called Stitched Up. And this is Steve Jordan on drums. Do a thing because I'm locked down Stitched up, feeling the burn Oh, strung out, I finally learned that Trapped in, you can't do a thing because you're locked down
All right, moving on to number three on my list is John Fishman from the band Fish. And the first Fish show I ever went to, I was in 10th grade, which is exactly when I started playing drums. And up until that point, I grew up in a household where, you know, my brother was really influential on me in terms of music and he was always listening to hip hop. And then he started getting into some other things, which I started getting into. And one of them was fish. I totally got into them because of him. And then I went to this fish show and I was completely blown away because one, they played a ton of different styles. They played everything from bluegrass to funk to soul to jazz you know to americana i mean they played everything and every style of music and i as as naive as i was or you know as naive as i sound now i didn't even realize there were like all these other styles out there that i could be checking out and they really opened my my eyes to stevie wonder and they opened my eyes to the meters and just a ton of other artists because they fish would cover or still does covers a fair amount of songs as well and just going to this concert really made solidified a couple things for me one really really made me realize that i want to play drums at a very high level and two that there's so much out there to learn and that was really the precipice behind me like starting a band and all that other stuff. And I was just completely blown away by Fishman's playing. And from there, you know, have gone to over 100 Fish shows. The interesting thing about Fish and John Fishman is I'm actually not really a jam band fan other than Fish. So that's a whole scene that's out there. And the only band that I really like is Fish. And I think it was, I think it's because of the real sentimental value that I have with the band and, and with Fishman's playing. So let me let you check out a clip. This is John Fishman playing on the song, You Enjoy Myself. This is a live take at the Hampton Coliseum in Virginia. Check it out, John Fishman on drums.
get ready for the new Promark. Promark is reintroducing itself with two new performance pillars. Promark, the home of their rear-weighted, performance-driven rebound and finesse lines, and Promark Classic, a celebration of the timeless feel, look, and straight-ahead performance of Promark's golden era. It doesn't matter which pillar you choose because every pair of Promark sticks is perfected with ProMatch. Only ProMatch ensures unrivaled consistency of weight and pitch from stick to stick and pair to pair. Also, Promark shows its commitment to the environment with Play, Plant, Preserve. Promark is planting trees with every pair of sticks sold. They've already planted approximately 600,000 trees back to the Tennessee soil, and they're not stopping there. When you play Promark, you're playing the only drumstick out there made from sustainably sourced and replanted wood in keeping with their vision for a net neutral future. For more information, visit Promark.com. Analog sound for a digital world is finally here. Sonar has transformed the original sonar sound look and feel of the 50s, 60s, and 70s drums into a contemporary concept called the Sonar Vintage Series. Complete with an updated teardrop lug design, round bearing edges for warm, deep, low-end tone, a reissue of the classic iron-shaped bass drum bracket, and exciting finishes, the Sonar Vintage Series is the obvious choice for anyone who has one eye on the past and one eye on the future. For more information, visit sonar.com. All right, moving right along, getting to Carter Beaufort from the Dave Matthews Band. And this may this maybe should have been number one on the list. And like, but like I said, I'm not putting him in any order. But I always tell people Carter Beaufort taught me how to play drums. So he had a DVD called Under the Table and Drumming. And actually, I had it on VHS. I watched it so many times that it broke. I got another one. I watched that one so many times that it broke. And then I finally got the DVD. But I was completely blown away by his playing. And actually, I was already listening to the Dave Matthews Band a little bit, but wasn't really that into them. I saw Under the Table and Drumming, and from then on was a huge Dave Matthews Band fan. And have seen him a ton of times in concert, but really the thing that attracted me to that band was Carter and his playing. And he has a unorthodox style. He probably would be stepping on people's toes in any other band, but he is the perfect fit for the Dave Matthews band. And I would argue that the Dave Matthews band would not be the same band without him. And I don't think there's anyone out there who sounds like him. And like I said, I say the Carter Bover taught me how to play drums. I moved to ocean city, Maryland after high school and was down there for the summer. And all I did was play along with Dave Matthews, CDs and could literally at that point I could play every single Dave Matthews band song note for note. That's how big of a fanatic I was of Carter Beaufort. I tried playing the ride cymbal on my left side, tried to play open-handed. I had cowbells and and wood blocks and all this kind of stuff to try to sound exactly like him. So uh, I was definitely infatuated with him and you can hear it in my playing. There's, there's a couple recordings that I have of albums, you know, that I worked on with my band where I play something and I'm like, oh, that's a Carter riff that I just stole accidentally or or purposely or or whatever else. So anyway, so this is a clip from that under the table and drumming Mr. Carter Beaufort on drums. (laughs) 
All right, last but absolutely not least is Mr. Steve Gad. Gad Almighty, the godfather of Groove. Uh, what what hasn't been said about Steve Gad already? But for me, he has always been a source of inspiration. And really, it was it was less of records that he played on in the beginning for me. And it started in the early days of YouTube where I would just go on and I would find videos and videos and videos. And I started just devouring any Steve Gadd video that I could find and probably spent hundreds of hours watching Steve Gadd's videos. But one in particular is this stuff video. It's a live show that the band Stuff did in Montreal in 1978, I believe it is. And Steve does a couple solos throughout the whole set. But there's one solo in particular that, I mean, I, I used to listen to this on repeat for an hour or two. That's how into the solo. And it's not, is it the most amazing chops, you know, mind-blowing solo that way? No, but I don't look for that anyway. So... This solo is so musical and it's just it's just peak Steve Gad and it's it's amazing and we're going to listen to it now. This is a solo from him with Stuff in Montreux 1978 I believe Mr. Steve Gad on drums. Alright, so there you have it, my favorite five, my top five most influential players on my playing. For me, not this is not a list of the top five drummers in the world. I don't want anybody going out there and saying drummers are used to put a list together of the, the who they think are the top five drummers. That's not what I'm saying. These are the most influential drummers that have been for me. And I think everyone's are different. And plenty, there's plenty of other ones who, are, who make that list as well. But those five guys, Steve Bowman, Steve Jordan, John Fishman, Carter Beaufort, Steve Gadd, are definitely my top five. And 
luckily I've had all but Carter Beaufort. I've had them on the on the podcast. So you can check out episodes for them and we'll link them in the show notes. So go to drummersresource.com forward slash session 623 if you want to check those out. Or if you go to the website now, there's a search function right on the homepage and you just start typing a drummer's name and you will find the episode right there. So super easy to use. Check it out at drummersresource.com. Other than that, that's all I got. So until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be talking to you soon. Peace. Drummer's Resource is produced by Revoice Media. Executive producer Nick Ruffini, that's me. Edited by Justin Thomas. Video editing by Tomas Shannon. And graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music and entertainment podcasts, be sure to check out revoicemedia.com.